go. Sit back, relax for your edumacation. Hakuna and Orifice are the new sensation. Saying dumb shit and talking queer media. Famous on Tyler Perry social media. Just a couple of gem girls and we say what we please. Welcome to our world, the immortal frenemies. Hello and welcome to rom-com season. I mean, February. The month where the only thing going on is frigid cold weather and Valentine's Day. So, you know, the worst month of the year. Totally. To make things a little better or way worse. Definitely way worse. Gem Girls um, <laughs> slash Immortal Frenemies slash Hakuna Matidis and Orifice Jones are bringing you week on week on week of rom-com coverage. It's like we're taking you to an auditory rom-con con. Rom-com con. Rom-com con? <laughs> Come in my rom-com? pum 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 Rom-con con. It's rom-con coverage. It's like we're going straight to rom-con con, people. Yeah, um, it's a lot. So get excited, I guess, or yeah. be terrified. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm Hakuna Matitis, and I put the cute in meat cute. And I'm the meat, spelled M-E-A-T, of course, in meat cute, or if it's Jones. And please... <laughs> For all that is holy, let there not be one of those freak years where February has like an extra day because honestly, I don't think I can handle wall-to-wall rom-com coverage or, as it's better known, rom-com con-cov. Never to be confused, <laughs> never to be confused with rom-com coven who, as we all know, are the powerful witches capable of sending your consciousness through time solely by the power <laughs> of thin plots and overacting. So... Oh my god. You can so blame arranged. them. <laughs> True. <laughs> Anyways, you can blame the rom com coven for this episode because we are talking about the quintessential fantasy rom com, which is apparently a subgenre, sure why not. That sure, is not? thirteen going on thirty. Otherwise yes. known as otherwise known as suddenly thirty in some countries. <laughs> um, but I don't know which countries because I read that on Wikipedia and that's all I got. And you didn't go for any further from I there. I simply could not. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I do the least. Yeah. When I do research for this podcast, it's best <laughs> to go in completely ignorant. I exactly lead with though. the ignorance. I, I find that very brave of us. I think it's, we're very brave. I agree. <laughs> um, we're like, it's like Malala level brave. You know what I mean? I know. No one shot us in the face. For making this podcast, but um, I'm sure but, they want to. Exactly. So like same, 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 but different. <laughs> anyway, this time traveling and slightly pedophilic film, and like oh. honestly, slightly pedophilic. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's from the golden years of Jennifer Garner, the early aughts, and was released on April 23rd, 2004. Despite the movie being about a 13-year-old girl inhabiting the body of her future self and like a magazine or some shit. I don't know, yeah. The movie did surprisingly well. Honestly, I don't think it's surprising. I think it's a winning formula. I love this movie. <sighs> yeah. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, you're a you're a fourth team going on 30. Factual <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um yeah, what does that mean? I'm Pat that is that like I'm an aborted teenager. Well no, you're a best. You're a Beth Borstein about this movie. <laughs> so the worst. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so this movie raked in almost $100 million dollars. And, oh my God. And it's cited as one of the most popular DVD rentals of that year. 
For the Gen Zers listening. Gen Zs, if you're Canadian. Yes. Um, Gen Zs is be nasty. Exactly. A DVD is like a VHS tape, except slightly newer and just as foreign to your lexicon. Mm-hmm. And a rental is an illegal stream you pay for and have to go out and get out in the real world. Yes, the past truly is a dark place. And also, iTunes was also pretty bad. Oh, You're yeah, like buying individual songs. Who the fuck does that? That's Who awful. the fuck does that? Um, I appreciated that explainer because as a 17-year-old, I need to know these things from the, from the elderly. I mean, <laughs> I'm 14 years old. I just Googled what a VHS and a DVD was because I do my research. Bitch, I'm nine years old, but I have an old soul, so go <laughs> fuck yourself. Okay? Don't come over here. You're looking real hard for a nine-year-old. Like, yeah, those but like, nine you know, years have, those like, really years have been exclusively on, on several street corners, all right? <laughs> Anyways, this film, 13 Going on 30, stars Jennifer Garner in what I'm going to call an iconic performance. Um, this should be Jennifer Garner's 13 Going on 30, a la Halle Berry's Catwoman. And Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Her name should be <laughs> oh in the title. Anyways. Yes. A young Mark be. Ruffalo is also in love the... Love him. Love him. Love to see him on my screen. He's also in the mix. <laughs> Same with Judy Greer. And... Yes, her. The whole thing was directed by some guy called Gary If You Nick You Win Winnick. <laughs> what is If You Nick You Win? Listen. His name is Winnick and I just... I, I went with it. Like um, if your name is Nick You Win? Or? Yeah. Like with... with with Gary Winnick, if your name is Nick, you're already winning. Okay. That's just how he rolls. He's pro-Nick. He's part okay. of the pro-Nick lobby. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's also not forget unit production manager Allegra Clegg, first Whoa, assistant so director much. Eric Fox Hayes, and second assistant director Hope Garrison. Uh, and I don't mention yeah, these because they really did anything that important. But it's really just a hot set of names that appear right on your screen as as the first credits of a movie go when the movie is over, which personally was maybe my favorite part of the movie because it ended. I like Allegra Clegg. Like Allegra Clegg is a fucking good name. It's your like something your take. You know, it's like a it's like a downer plus I don't know like a shitty beer. Like another Brooke Clegg is like when you take like you know dollar beer and mix it with. Uh, you know, Ambien. Her parents were truly brilliant when they came up with that one. Also, Allegra. listen, I'm going to say it, Allegra. <laughs> yeah, That's, I can see why you needed to say that. That's I, in, it needed to be said, a fucking Allegra, you know what I mean? Allegra. Allegra. Allegra Moriarty. Uh, no, 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 yeah. let's, uh, Allegra, you know what, I'm going to come back to it. Yeah, come back to it. Her name definitely needs to be more <laughs> bastardized. It just needs oh. to happen. With a name like Allegra Clegg. Like, with a name like, on. with a nasling like Clegg? Are you fucking kidding me? That's, that's, Clegg. Clegg's pretty good. Clegg is, the only name that can work with it actually is Allegra. Allegra, I know. Clegg. Like Michael Alleg- Clegg. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jocelyn Maleg. Clegg. No, not for me. Maleg. Malegra? Malegra's not bad. <laughs> M apostrophe. Exactly. L E G. Exactly, exactly. There's no vowel. It's just M apostrophe L. 
<laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, so this fucking movie is movie. 13 go yeah okay so we start when a uh, bitch is a bitch is 13 that's well, where she we hasn't start. yet gone on 30 no not 30 yet Quite um right. she's a dweeb right. she has braces she has no tits she has to stuff her bra um and she has a best friend matt who is um chubbs but like i mean not mad chubbs but like kind of chubbs you know he has baby fat and he's yeah, like yeah, kind yeah, of a dweeb yeah. but like actually kind of cool like into photography and like likes good music yeah i was um, gonna say there's like a scene where he plays the talking heads and everyone else at the the birthday party that uh, jennifer garter's character who i cannot remember the name i jenna oh well there you go jenna for garner <laughs> garner um <laughs> Yeah, he plays the talking heads, and I was like, why, is every, why, why does everyone at this party suck and not like this song? Yeah, right? And he's jamming the fuck out, and I was like, you know what? I would be, I would want to be friends with that guy. I um, want to be friends with, yes. Wouldn't want to tap that. <laughs> Until he turns into Mark Ruffalo, because that's Yeah, awesome. when he turns into Mark Ruffalo, I'm like, damn. And you can tell Jenna's like, damn. But we're getting oh, yeah. ahead of ourselves. Like, he was Mark Ruffalo in my feathers, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's a good one. I want to get low with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that's a good one too. I wanna, I wanna blow Mark Ruffalo. Um, something about like, um, muffalo. You know, oh, like my muff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can get, he can get up in my muffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, he can get up in my muffalo. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, oh no, oh no. He can't handle the heat. He can't handle it. He really can't. Anyways, he's anyways. Mark Ruffalo. Like, come he's on. He's Mark Ruffalo. He's like, yeah, he's cute guy hot. He would, like, give you, like, you know, tender, you know, not not by a fire, but, like, tender by candlelight smooches and, like, lay you down <laughs> real nice in your marriage bed. Um, <laughs> I just don't see Mark Ruffalo taking me to Pound Town. You know what I mean? No, he would not take you to Pound Town. Yeah. He would just, like, you know, caress you gently and like yeah. hold your chin and bring you draw you in for a sweet kiss by a fire while yeah. you're under a blanket from indigo from indigo chapters indigo chapters thank you, thank you. And, and you're Probably wearing, wearing your reading <laughs> I, you're wearing your reading socks from indigo <laughs> yes. chapters 1000 percentiles why did both of our brains go there i don't know <laughs> Because he said Indigo Chapter. I know, you can't say that and not known. say reading songs. That's what they're known for now, not books. Not books. Fucking socks, bitch, songs. for reading. Yeah, I never read in my reading socks. I actually own three pairs. <laughs> I, do, I do own a lot of comfy socks, and I will say, on days when it's like I got nothing to do but like read a book, I'll put on some comfy socks. And I'll right. say, like, look at me in my fucking reading socks. <laughs> That's such a Mark Ruffalo thing to do. I know, I know. I'm a Mark Ruffalo in the streets, but a, um, I don't know, someone far freakier in the sheets. Army Hammer. Oh, I mean, uh, I like You would somebody. eat a bitch. Uh, I would eat a bitch up. Yeah. But I don't know how to eat them. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I wouldn't want to eat them. But I think if, okay, here's my stance on cannibalism. Are you ready for it? I know, Uh, no one asked, but go for it. I guess you did say Army Hammer. Yeah, yes, and I needed to bring him up because I wanted to talk about cannibalism. Right, you're manipulative bitch. (laughs) Anyway, I think that if someone is consenting to be cannibalized, and I'm not talking like murdered and then eaten, but like, oh, you want to like, 
cut off a piece of my thigh and fry it up and eat it in your sandwich, I think that is fine if it's consent consensual. Honestly, me too. I like, so in the Santa Clarita diet, I don't know if you watched this show, short-lived Netflix series about Drew Barrymore being a flesh-eating zombie, but she points Mm. out that the, like, the point of the arm that, like, kind of approaches the elbow on the underside of the forearm, she's like, that's, like, you know, the human fillet. And I was like, that sounds fucking delicious. Uh, (laughs) And I'm on board for it. Um, yeah, Honestly, eat a bitch up if a bitch wants to get eaten. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Exactly. exactly. Are you going to deny your woman the kind of pleasure she wants and so craves? Yeah, exactly. Are you going to die your, deny your woman taking a piece of her flesh off, raising <laughs> it in the oven, and then slow roasting it for hours so you can put it into your sandwich for your next day at work, and then you can say to your buddies <laughs> in the construction site, hey guys, I'm eating my wife right now. Oh, not eating your own, I'm eating your flesh. And then they all go yeah. Why would you yeah, deprive that? Be a fucking man. Yeah, be an ally. Be an ally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the back to this movie. So yeah. this bitch is like kind of loser, and then there's like this squad of like huge cunts, huge little cunts, like yeah. little bitch girls. Which I um, find more terrifying than big cunts <laughs> because yeah. a big old cunt, like you can smack that bitch down either verbally or physically. A little bitch cunt who's like literally a toddler, harder to do because, you know, you'll be looked, not looked down upon, but you can't, you can't ream a little girl out for being a bitch. Oh, but you definitely, I mean, you shouldn't like beat her, but you can definitely call a bitch out. Yeah, but they don't get it because they're kids, you know? Like, few uh. things phase children. I th- that being said, though, they are at the age of 13, which is probably the most horrific of all ages. Yeah, I mean, you can, you just have to be like very skillful and like know the kid well enough like know how to hurt them just the right way without being like an asshole like i have to do this every day right right Um, right 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 so i was a camp counselor uh for a few summers when i was like in my late teens and i remember there was so this group of bitchy girls in this movie are called the six click because there's six of them yes uh and there were a group of girls at the summer camp i was at that everyone called the Kinder Whores and Prostatots. That's because so funny. Pretty funny. Prostatots is pretty good. Um, because Kinder Whores is new, though. I've never heard that shit in my life. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, they were like maybe eight or nine, but acted. They were like, they were like 14, 15 and wore clothes like it. And one of the girls, I don't know what brought this on or what was the reason, but I guess I was like setting something up or doing something. And then she just, like, turned over to me, gave me wicked side-eye, and then just said, you know you're not cool, you know? And then looked away. Wow. And I was like, devastated. Whoa! I truly was devastated. And I was like, how does she know? Yeah. Little, little girls. Like, tween girls have the greatest capacity to devastate you. Like, they give no fucks. Like, little boys... Or teen boys will roughhouse and be annoying yeah, and loud yeah, and disruptive. Yeah, yeah. But, but they teen still have, girls, like oof. teenage, like tween boys, I find still have like a little bit of the youth where like you can like be stern to them and they'll like straighten up. But little tween girls, oh my god, who they don't give no fucks for nobody. No, <laughs> they're they're ruthless. Yeah. So yeah, the six chicks or six click, whatever the fuck they're called, um, they are awful. 
and they're led by Lucy Tom Tom. Yeah, Tom Tom. Tom Tom. Played by Judy Greer. Yes, who plays all these like bitchy friends, or like she's usually a supporting character, right? Like I've never seen her in anything. Uh, as the main... Yeah, I've never seen her be a leading lady. Bitch. Um, yeah. yeah, I've never seen her be the main bitch in charge. But I mainly know her from Rest of Development. Um, right! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's always like, take a look at these and flashing her breasts. So yes, I love her from that. so funny. <laughs> I love her from that. And it's also kind of a similar character. Yes. Um, so Lucy, Tom Tom, she's basically like... Tom Tom, when they're 13. She's basically like, oh, like... Your birthday's tonight. Like, we're going to invite this guy, Chris, over, who's Jenna's crush. And, like, I was going to come, but, like, I have this assignment. And Jenna's like, I'll just do it for you. Jenna's, like, desperate for For these friends. Yeah. She really, she, as many of us felt in our awkward teen years, looks upon what she views as, you know, the epitome of cool at her school and wants to be them, despite the fact that she kind of has this cool friend, Matt, that she's with, and they have their own vibe, and they're into their own stuff, but she wants to fit in. Um, hashtag yes. conformity. Yes. Um, so, yeah, she's in, like, the deny, deny, deny yourself phase, mm-hmm. and at one point she's talking to her parents, because um, they bust into her room with a camcorder on her birthday, which is, as she's stuffing her bra, which is mm. <laughs> Could have been really Could've embarrassing. Been yeah. Um... Anyway, and they're basically like, you're beautiful how you are. And she's like, I don't want to be beautiful. I want to, like, look like these bitches in Poise magazine. Yeah, you know, um, I, think, I think the exact line is, uh, like, I think her mom says, like, you, you're beautiful in your own way. And she says, I don't want to be beautiful in my own way. I want to be beautiful, like, model beautiful. Which, yeah, which is fair. It's very fair. It's very fair. Like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to be beautiful in your eyes. I want to be beautiful in everyone else's eyes. Right. Saying you're beautiful in your own way to a 13-year-old is akin to saying you're, like, a fugly bitch. Exactly. In your own way. Yeah. If someone if someone told me that I was beautiful in my own way, I would cry. Oh, 100%. I would slit my, my, my wrist and then, like, maybe slap a bitch or, in her face. I don't know. I would, oh, I would not the, react the, um, that well. the seldom seen blood slap. <laughs> where you it slap them. and or... <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like the combo of the cut your wrist and slap them with the same wrist hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, so their blood um, is on is on their, you know, one stains them, but also metaphorically is on their hands. Yeah. yeah, it's on their hands too. So this is your fault, bitch. You should have mm-hmm. known better than to say that shit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so she has this party. Um, before everyone comes, Maddie comes in with like a playhouse he made for her. Which is like... Um, I mean, it's, like, cute, but also, what 13-year-old girl? Ugh, I wasn't a 13-year-old girl. Ugh, I wasn't in many ways. I never wanted a playhouse. Did you ever want a playhouse at 13? No, that's very juvenile. I would yeah, say you mad aged juvie, out bro. of that by nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mad juvie. That's <laughs> that's what juvie refers to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you're talking about juvie, it's, they what they mean is mad juvenile. Anyways, go on. <laughs> so, yeah, he made this, like, Barbie style dollhouse, like very sentimental with like, you know, all of her favorite things and like she's in it, he's in it, like with a cutout or whatever. And like she's like, thank you, but she's very embarrassed. So she hides it in the closet. And another part of this gift is that he gave her wishing dust right. so that any wish you have will come true. Which Apparently, I don't know how Maddie, you know, managed to acquire some real black magic uh, (laughs) 
wishing dust, but he does, because, um, spoiler alert, her wish that comes very shortly after, because the whole party devolves into, like, a mean trick on, uh, on what's-her-face? Like, the six Jenna. chicks? Yeah, yeah, this, The six chicks are like, this is fucking lame. Let's go tell this bitch to go seven minutes in heaven in the closet. I thought they were gonna pull, like, a carry situation or something, and, like, bring a pig in for her to make out with. <laughs> um... <laughs> Fortunately, that is not what happens. They just send Matt, her friend, and then she's really, uh, you know, she's uh, embarrassed and taken aback because she thinks it's the guy that she likes. And it results in her, you know, crying alone in her closet, wishing that she was 30. Because, as we forgot to mention, <laughs> there's like a short exchange she has with her mother where she's like, I want to be 30. Right, because in Poise Magazine, there was a headline that said, uh, 30, 30, flirty, flirty and, and, and thriving. And thriving. I was like, why isn't it dirty, 30, and flirting? Um, I don't know, but like 30, flirty, and thriving became my mantra the year I, I turned 30. Because like I said, I fucking love this movie. That's <laughs> fucked up. I really didn't know you had seen this movie before, and I'm like shocked. What? Really? I am I shocked. I don't know. I think it's a cute, feel-good movie. For me, it occupies the same space as The Devil Wears Prada, not because it's necessarily a feel-good movie, but it's, like, the same premise in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It, it re- Like, to the point, like, you know... It's a magazine. It's a magazine. It's about fashion. Why do they always do that with women? In movies, I don't know, it's like, because that's... <laughs> yeah. They can't be the fucking, you know, magazine editor of the Wall Street Journal or something. It has to be, like... On Vogue, or like Teen Beat, or yeah, Slutty Mistress, you know what I mean? And it's always like some like kind of dowdy, ugly bitch. Not ugly, but like Anne Hathaway pre-glasses ugly. Yes. Like, you know, pre-glasses like glasses removal ugly. Right, right, Like, right, right. oh, you know, she's such a dowdy, like, serious, like, doesn't, you know, she kind of shits on the fashion world and looking pretty, but then she learns that... That it's like, way better being pretty? Yeah, it's way better being pretty <laughs> and fashionable, and that it's kind of awesome having money and connections, and then she realizes, oh my god, I've lost so much in the process. And then she, like, goes... She leaves everything behind, but she still, like, has her makeover. Like, she's still... She's not gonna put those glasses back on. Oh, right, you're right. You can't go backs. Uh, there's no backsies <laughs> on that shit. Um, I guess, yeah, you're right. They are very similar films. I, if anything, find 13 Going on 30 more palatable because they're, I guess the stakes aren't necessarily there because this is like a, you know, magical forward consciousness moment. So (laughs) throughout the movie, like, yeah, she's going to learn a lesson, but the mistakes that she's made don't have, like, much gravity because she can always, like, rectify them. As opposed to in... the Devil Wears Prada, I often had issues with the way Anne Hathaway's character handle thing, handles things. And then yeah. for her getting back with that dude that she was with at the end. And then for also not maintaining a connection with her old boss. She didn't really have to burn that bridge that hardcore. Yeah. Also, I wanted to point out the, the love interest in Devil Wears Prada is like a dollar store version of Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he's the guy who plays like the lead. Not he's necessarily even the lead. But he's from, um, you know that show? Entourage. Entourage, Entourage. yeah. I was going to describe it as that show that straight men watch, but everyone else hated. 
<laughs> yeah, let's accurate. Yeah, Andrade. Adrian Grenier or something. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not going to say him and Mark Ruffalo look alike, but they don't not look alike. Similar energies, similar hair. Yeah, it's the hair. It's all in the hair and also, like... They don't really put much effort into their appearance. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, curly hair and kind of whatever clothing that isn't unflattering, but isn't, you know, sharp and tight. And, (laughs) you know, they're um, working class, but creative to a degree. Because Mark Ruffalo's a photographer, and I'm pretty sure what's-his-face in that other movie that we're talking about, it was like a chef or something. Yeah, it's like the same exact shit. Same, same, but Um, also not different. Same, same, but not, not. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> so anyway, a bitch wishes she were thirty, right? And um, she becomes thirty. She wakes up in like a nice ass apartment um, with a naked guy in it, right. and Who, she's like, "What was what was your what was your read on this guy? Did you find him hot or not?" I don't know. I mean, I guess if I lived in the early two thousands, I would find him hot, but he just. It was too generic. I'm not a huge fan of blonde. Yeah. And he just seemed dumb as hell. He did seem dumb. I'm a fan of blonde, but he was like a little thin for my taste. Particularly if he was supposed to be playing a hockey player. Um, my roommate pointed out, no hockey player is that thin. Uh, yeah. Where are the thighs? Where are them thighs Where are them thighs at? Well, I want to see a ham hocks attached to that waist. <laughs> uh, and... He really lost me towards the, maybe the three quarter mark of the movie. He it's like a like a funny scene where Jennifer Garner is like, "Oh, should I go back to the apartment and like play with this guy?" And she assumes playing actual games, but you know everyone else is like, "Oh yeah, by play you mean sex." And yes. he starts to do like a strip tease dance to. I think it's like a Vanilla Ice song or something. Ice Ice Baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vanilla Ice song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he just, I don't know, maybe it was like the underwear he was wearing or the dance moves they made him do, but what remnant of a boner that I had (laughs) for this man dissolved instantly upon seeing this. It was just, it wasn't good. Was it because his dick looked small? No, it was just like the, like, he shifted, so there is, I don't know if you know this actor, but he was in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and also in this show called, like, Broadcast News, where it's, like, a, the, the physicality is, like, thin white dude, but they're so thin, like, almost their head's a little bit too big for their body, and it becomes, like, a like a little bit of, like, a gangly scenario. I just find it off-putting. And... <laughs> This gentleman, after doing this dance, I was like, oh, you are that. And I don't want that on my screen as. <laughs> okay, fair. I didn't, like, inspect him enough. I was just like, I don't like this. I just saw, like, an orb, like, kind of a blob oh, yeah. when I looked at him with blonde hair. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I was just so uncomfortable, dude, by the fact that she was a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old's body like, navigating, like, sex and relationships. I know, I just I know. didn't know how to feel about that. And they that. play it for laughs, but it's, like, I don't know, like, a little much and intense. And even, so, spoiler alert, <laughs> this bitch in her 30-year-old form meets her old friend Matt because she, like, hits him up. Turns out they haven't heard from each other in, like, decades. They're not friends anymore because... Jenna, Jennifer Garner's character, yeah, became a huge ass cunt, uh, and also very successful, so, like, uh, mixed messaging there. 
Uh, and <laughs> hits out Monk Ruffalo, and they have a whole, like, rekindling romance. But again, they kiss at one point, and she's 13. He's, like, 30. Legit yes. 30s. Yes, and I'm like, okay, from... His end, I think she he he doesn't quite understand what she's going through, and it's like, are you just on drugs because you're acting like really crazy? Um, and like from her end, I'm like, you find this old man. I mean, I guess he's playing a thirty year old, but like, come on, he's like thirty five. Yeah. Props. Um, props. And I'm like, you find this guy attractive um, as a thirteen year old. That's really weird. Yeah, yeah, that is really weird. Um, so. Again, in my very, very, very brief level of research that I uh, conducted for this, <laughs> um, reading the Wikipedia page, and I read Roger Ebert's review, and I'm paraphrasing here to a degree, of, it was like a two out of four, and he said, I was willing to like suspend my disbelief for the 13-year-old getting magically transported to her 30-year-old body. I can't suspend my disbelief. For everyone at her high-profile magazine accepting the behavior of a 13-year-old and not calling anything into question. Right. Yeah. Well, at one point, like, in the initial board meetings, they're like, yo, are you drunk, like, or mm -hmm. high, or, like, what did you do last night? Because, first of all, she shows up to her meeting in a nightie. True. Um, and, like, a house coat. Um... She's not wearing shoes, and she's carrying her heels around, like, while walking on the street. Yeah, which and is really gross. Really gross. She, she doesn't know her boss's name. She doesn't know, like, what is happening. And, like, people just laugh it off. Like, haha, you're so hungover. Like, yeah, yeah. I would be like, yo, dude, you should see someone. Because, uh, like, you don't seem right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, also worth mentioning Jenna's character, if we kind of glossed over it. In her future self, she works at Poise Magazine. The magazine, in the beginning, that she looked upon the model saying, like, I want to be 30, dirty, and squirty. <laughs> but she's a raging cunt hole there. Like, yes. not only is she stealing people's ideas and then firing them immediately, um, not only is her assistant, like, terrified of her. Right. Um, she's also selling ideas to the rival magazine, Sparkle, um... So that she can, like, tank poise and become the editor-in-chief of Sparkle. Right, which is, like, one of the final reveals of the movie because a lot of the plot is driven by the fact that Poise Magazine, they keep getting scooped by Sparkle. Mr. Sparkle, <laughs> if you remember that Simpsons episode. Um, yeah, I do, I do, actually. Love that episode. Uh, and... That's, like, a whole thing, so they're always, like, they're trying to, like, stay one step ahead and, like, rebrand the magazine. Then it turns out fucking Jenna, as she's trying to solve the problem, she is the problem, technically around herself. Um, so, and she also, like, sleeps with or wants to sleep with, like, a married guy. She has a very, um, she, she's not a very moral person. Yeah, no. Um, it was funny when she was out with Lucy slash Tom Tom. She, like, some guy was staring at her, checking her out at the bar. This is just, like, a... I just needed to add this to the conversation Please. about her, like, pedophilia or, like, whatever pedophilic We should we really, we shouldn't veer away from pedophilia in this conversation. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, like... It needs to be spoken. All pedo. Oh. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the thing is, like, you have a pedometer and it's not counting steps. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah... 
Sure, let's go with that. I don't know what that um, means, but it's true. <laughs> that makes no sense. But it's sure better than calling yourself a pedophile. Exactly. Um, anyway, so she's um, basically, like, she approaches a 13-year-old boy, and it's like, I think you're really cute. Oh, right, like right. And Lucy was like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to go to jail? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that part. Um... Also, like, so, I mean, this is maybe my major irk with the film, yeah. is at the hour mark, I truly got bored. Because I was like, all right, nothing is like, we. I've gotten over the novelty of, like, a cute funniness of her being a 13-year-old and doing things so, like, anachronistically because, you know, she does a thriller dance at a work party and she mm-hmm. wants to play um, Pat Benatar and all that kind of jazz uh, and then, yeah, I think it hit me when there was, like, it was the montage scene of her creating the photos for the poise oh redesign, and I was like, oh, man, there's half an hour of this left. I don't know if I got it in me. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do feel you. Like, I feel like I breeze through the first 45 minutes, and then approaching an hour, I was like, okay, I need, I can't watch this in yeah, one sitting. Yeah, exactly. It's a stop and starter. This. It's a stop and starter. But I had a limited time to watch the movie, and yeah, that was that. And I had to power through. It was rough. Um, let me talk about that fucking photo shoot. Which one? For the redesign of a fashion magazine. Right. So, like, uh, for the non-existent listener, <laughs> at one point in the movie, they say Sparkle, Mr. Sparkle, is uh, killing us in the in the sales. The corporate entity that controls us wants to redesign. So, like, we have to come up with a redesign. So, Jenna, with her 13-year-old very savvy mind, is like, oh, I can do this. And then proceeds to do that with the help of photographer Mark Ruffalo. Yes, and the redesign is basically, like, a prom, like, high school graduation theme with, like, cheerleaders and football people and... And parents and balloons and a dog and yeah, confetti yeah. Call, like, and a real wind people. machine, right? And she's like, I like, I'm tired of seeing all these like people. Like, who is this? Who is this model? I don't know her. I want to see people that I recognize, like my next door neighbor or my mother or my grandmother. And it's like, bitch, all these people are white and blonde. First of all, exactly. This is like a 2004, maybe like a 1984, like, approach to inclusivity. Because I'm like, honey, like, where is anyone being seen here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically white feminism white feminism at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the devil. Oh, the devil's work, yeah, 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 yeah. White yeah. feminist can't be trusted. <laughs> I've been saying that since day one. Yeah, you you have been. You're such yeah. an ally. As the men's... Or you just hate women. Exactly, exactly. As a... <laughs> early adopter of the men's rights movement. I've been telling people about feminists for a long time. Yeah, you're such a trailblazer. Um, oh, yeah. I, uh, we actually call it a male blazer. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway. you were going to something? Um, yeah, like, aside from having, like, lack of diversity being masquerading as inclusivity, um, there's also the point of, like, this is a fashion magazine, and you're putting these random plebs in it? Yeah, I agree. I, I, So, I think the photos 
don't do the concept kind of justice, because the photos, I agree. It's like, why do I want that any of this on my screen as? <laughs> but the, uh, I kind of, like, saw where she was going with the, like, kind of core message of, if we want our, our magazine to do well, maybe we shouldn't be writing things for, you know, people to, like, you shouldn't be writing things assuming that the people reading, like, our models or all these beautiful people. You should, like, reorient it as they're real people trying to be those beautiful people. So the right. content should be a little bit more approachable and, you know, yeah, reality-based in the sense of, yeah, we shouldn't assume these things that they have it all in order. We got we got to help them get there. Right. And I mean, like, I do think that is um, how marketing works now. Like, oh, yeah. you're great yeah, yeah, who yeah. you are. Yeah, but like, lie, by put, the way. you know, put blue eyeliner on you and then you'll be the fierce person you always were on the inside. Right, 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 right. You, you got to bring it back to the insides. People love insides. Yeah, <laughs> they love your inner guts. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Up in those guts, um, I believe, was coined as um, like a marketing term. It was like <laughs> a guy at a board and was like, we got to get up in those guts. <laughs> And he wasn't promptly fired, no. He no, no, everyone nodded their head. They're like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, I just love, like, the ads for Sephora. It's like, yeah, you're beautiful the way you are, but you know what would make you even better? Makeup. All right, you know? yeah. This thing that we sell that makes you better looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, it's great, it's great. I love it, I love I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Um, so anyway, this movie, like, pretty much progresses the way that you would assume it does. Like, she has this kind of, uh, come-to-Jesus moment where she learned that she, like, fucked over Poise magazine. She has, is a terrible friend. Like, she fucks married guys. Like, she's yeah, just she, not a very good person. Yeah, she wasn't leaving room for Jesus, and then her 13-year-old self was like, oh, I got to leave some room for Jesus. <laughs> At least, like, a hole in the sheet, you know? Exactly. Something to um, peer through. Jesus loves to watch. Yeah. Um, he really does. He really does. Um, he's always watching. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Or Santa Daddy Claus. God. Sky Daddy. God's all... Huh? Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy. <laughs> yeah, Sky Daddy's definitely always watching. And judging. Yeah, but, like, judging on performance. Right, right, right. Like, oh, like two strokes and you've come already like you're not a real man exactly exactly or you know one figure finger and you already done squirt you call yourself a lady <laughs> it works both ways with sky daddy or sky mother whichever <laughs> sky daddy that's so funny um but yeah jenna realizes she's a raging cunt hole right. and like no one likes her lucy doesn't even like her matt is gonna get married to some basic bitch from chicago who's like a weather um, person i like that i like how they call her an anchor she's like yeah i do the weather in chicago it's like bitch you're not an anchor right yeah i mean she just tells people that she's an anchor but like she's not yeah yeah to make herself feel better and more accomplished yeah um yeah classic classic wendy was that her name <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jessica. I'm yeah. Shayna. It might have been Wendy. Meg. Um, but who the hell is named Wendy? First of all, why do you why do you keep bringing up the same Wendy in in my movies and in my medias in my to Tyler Perry social medias? Right. Are you talking to me specifically? When, or are you talking to the universe? 
No, the universe. Like, gotcha. why do you call, like why do you use the same Wendy when no one is fucking called that? That's true. If it's Wendy and it's not followed by a Williams, I don't know who that is. Oh right, yeah, there's Wendy Williams. Yeah, I mean the 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 one and only. The one and only. We should probably like watch Wendy Williams. Dude, if we want to do a deep dive of Wendy Williams, that would be really funny, but also might break us more than Jeb did. <laughs> I'm ready for it. We need something. This needs to be like the Wendy Williams power hour. <laughs> <laughs> the Wendy Williams flower power hour. Oh my God. I just wanted to flower it up. And it would be flower, F-L-O-U-R. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be like kneading bread. Exactly. Talk talking about Wendy Williams in real time. <laughs> so you can hear the episode playing on our microphones. Yeah, we'll be in the. It'll be like a video podcast. Yeah, honestly, maybe that should just be our niche. Very, very high concept <laughs> podcasts that we just keep releasing for no reason. It'd be very funny. It would be pretty funny. Now, when you want to flower power hour, putting it firmly in the maybe bin. But go on. Anyway, um, definitely in the maybe bin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. She's a raging cunt hole, as I've said. She's a raging cunt hole, and, um, yes. She's losing everything. She's lost everything that she ever cared about. She has nothing. She has no one. She's alone. She's sad. She doesn't want to be 30 anymore. She's not thriving. She's not, she's maybe too flirty. Yeah, she's too flirty, as she learned about herself. And also, uh, for additional context, she, yeah, finds out that thing about herself, that she was the one, uh, giving off secrets for a future employment opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. She also, yeah, learns that she would, she has slept and would sleep with married men. Uh, and Mark Ruffalo, on his wedding, tells her, like, hey, obviously, like, we have some history, but I'm going to go get married to the woman that I'm, like, dating. You know what I mean? Uh, that, yeah, that I've known for a, a while now, and you just came out of nowhere after being, like, really mean to me and then pre- pretending I didn't exist for, like, 20 years. Exactly. Which... Despite this being a fantasy rom-com, a fantasy rom-com, or a fan rom-com, or a sea rom-com. Anyways, um, <laughs> I did enjoy this dose of reality because throughout the movie, I said to myself, if she somehow, like, kind of gets with Mark Ruffalo in this scenario, it'll be too ridiculous. That being said, yeah. she does end up with Mark Ruffalo because she, like, I guess goes back in time and rectifies her mistakes but in the moment i'd be like that like as the movie was progressing uh i was like yeah this would like make no sense because he had a long-standing relationship with this woman and had a whole life before this bitch came a knocking after 20 years right and i mean like okay first of all like who realistically sees someone from when they're 13 and is like oh my god you know like, I've always loved you. <laughs> yeah. 13, it's not an age where, I don't know, you really, I feel, have the capacity for such a deep emotion. I agree. That being said, though, she did get to see what Mark Ruffalo's character would grow into, and she was probably like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a safe bet. Yeah, right, 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 right. Which, right, right. I get that. Like, Very lock true. it down early. Lock it down early. Yeah, so... I mean, I mean, it's interesting. So, she, so basically, she like goes and she gets the dollhouse and right, right, she right, right, right. starts crying, and then the wish 
powder blows on her face and she like becomes 13 again in her closet we're back to her we're back to her uh birthday the main party timeline. yeah we've flashed back it up if you will flash back it up yeah. um flashback got her group flashback you up <laughs> flash Bacula, flash Steve Bacula. Exactly. How um, Stella Flash? Ba- no, no, no. How Stella got her Flash? Steve Scott Bacula. Bacula. Scott Bacula. Is Scott it Bacula. It's Scott. It's definitely Scott Bacula. You said Steve, and it was threw me off. How Stella? How Stella got her groove? Flash Scott Bacula. Wow. Who? We did. <laughs> How Stella got her group flash back. Oh, flash got, got Bacula. Damn it. Baby's got flash up. <laughs> Stella, yeah. Baby's <laughs> does got flash Bacula. Flash, flash got Bacula. Baby. Oh my god. Baby Scott um, Bacula. Uh, so silly. Scott Bacula. <laughs> Ooh. Boy Scott Bacula. Um, yeah. We love to, we love Scott Bakula. I don't know who the fuck he is, but I love his name. <laughs> Dude, he has a, an amazing name, and I do know what he is and who he is, but I also know what he is, Scott Bakula. <laughs> what he is? A creature of the night. Who are but, you? What are you? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. You can't kill um, Scott Bakula like a mortal man, is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. He's like he'll, Dracula. Yeah, exactly. It's much, like, much like Dracula, he'll come Scott Bakula. <laughs> closet and jumps upon a ponder replay the pond <laughs> she jumps upon maddie yeah, 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 um, yeah. and and then uh they 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 make out and then we flash back it to the for we flash forward <laughs> we flash scott foragula is that how you say that we, we need to know someone with the last name Forward. Yeah, that's Honestly, so like, there true. There must be someone Dude, with the name Forward is a last name. Like, if we knew a, I don't know, uh... Frida Forward. Oh, a fe- F name Forward? I mean, we can only ask for so much. <laughs> I would I would be down for a Rita Forward. Rita Forward. I want that to be mine. Yeah, name. Rita Very Forward. Uh, Rita, you're being so forward right now. Rita Forward. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Why so forward, Rita Forward? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we Rita Forwarded it up. Yeah, we're, we're to... Rita Forwarding to, uh, <laughs> to, um, essentially it's kind of like a cutaway, it's like a reverse image scene of when, uh, what's-his-face's character, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo and My Feathers, uh, gets married but now it's with Jennifer Garner, and they're married in 2004, which is the present day in this timeline. And, uh, yeah, they get married because, I guess, they were they fell in love when they were 13 and then stayed in love? Yes, they stayed in love until they were fucking 30. I feel like they, got, they broke up. No, 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 no. I feel like they broke up at least twice. That's the only I way mean, it can work. 
I guess maybe she clung to him desperately, like, oh, Maddie, if we're not together, I'll become this raging cunt. Like, oh, oh no, we have to stay together, no. I'll lose everything. But, but there was that there was that tender scene where she when she when he breaks a tour, like, I'm not gonna not get married right now just because you're here. She says, like, oh dude, like I just like want you to be happy and like I'm good. I feel like if she had to let him go for a while for him to only to come back, she would be down for it. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's the, like, true like that. that's the true romantic in me. And this is a rom-com, as we've established. Yeah, a fantasy rom-com. Fam rom-com. <laughs> Rom, yeah. Well, no, no, no. A fan rom-com would be a fan-made rom-com. So a fantasy... Fantussy. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it had nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to say that word. Well, I mean, yeah. Live the fantasy, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god, she is living. She is living. She is the moment. She is the fantasy. <laughs> Anyways, you got any more to say? Anything more to say about this fucking movie? I know, no, no, no. That's that's it. That's let's, it. Let's let's really just it. All I have to say is that, you know, we gave you some good stuff here, <laughs> and I'm sure you loved it. I'm sure you want more. I'm sure you're dying to have it. I'm sure. I'm sure about it. So check us out on the social medias, Tyler Perry, social medias to be exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, At uh, Gem Girls Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of our Tyler Perry social medias, do you know the logins to any of them? Um, No. (laughs) I haven't haven't actually updated them in a while. Yeah, neither have I. I've been like meaning to like tweet out the fact that we have like new episodes, but I don't remember our Twitter login. I'll... Let's discuss this. Let's discuss this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off screen is, off screen is. Anyways, um, assuming <laughs> that we cut that last little bit out, or assuming that we did not, uh, it'll be a little, 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 little. Assuming that we did or did not cut that last little bit out, and also my fuck up while trying to say that as well. <laughs> um, before we let you go, will you ever leave? Please don't. We need you. Uh, we need we you. also need You're you. Everything. Exactly. We also need you. <laughs> To rate us and review us wherever you may find yes. your podcasts. Um, and as we always say, as is the policy, the podcast Paul, uh, uh-huh. not to be ref- confused with Paul Podcast, very different person. Uh, the Who pod- the fuck is Paul Podcast? He is a person that I made up in the moment. <laughs> oh, I was, I was hoping he was real. Yeah, like, well, that's, how, that's how good I am at what I do. Thank you very much. Anyways. <laughs> The Pod Paul, not to be confused, Paul Podcast is by rate us and review us. We mean five stars and a positive review because if this podcast isn't five stars, are you even five stars? And like, come on, are you even? Yeah, yeah. are you? Do you even star, bro? Yeah, Ex- do you like even, just do you even five star, bro? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, yeah. With all that said and done, um, what do we say? Until next time. <laughs> Stay Stay outrageous. outrageous. How do you never remember? How do you never remember?